We should do the whole show like that. What's your name? My name is Kathy. Look, Kathy, you're looking great. Are you boogie? Yeah. <laughs> that was disgusting. <laughs> what did you do to the whole show like that? What the hell? What did you say? I had a stroke, Kathy. Don't judge. <laughs> Fucking judge. I had a stroke. Did not. I smell burnt toast. You did not have I a do. stroke. Don't tell the listeners. <laughs> you never know. You could be having a stroke right now. That's I could true. Nobody would even know because yeah. I'd still talk the same, look the same. It'd just be it's true. the mess. It's very The very glorious true. mess that I am, Kathy. Well, Look glorious, that's going a bit far. You're Shut just up, a Kathy. mess. Let me have it. <laughs> Let me have it. Should we just do a show? Should we just do it? To, should we just do why it? Why else am I here? Unger, should we just do it? Let's just do it, Buggy. Look at look, that was that was almost enthusiastic. Unger, that was as enthusiastic as he squeaks as he gets. and squeaks and. What is he doing back there? I'm trying to get the microphone set. Damn He's it. masturbating. Now that we He's masturbating with some sort of gear oil. Fucking like Bender Unger. Oh. <laughs> all Unger, humans must kill all humans. Unger masturbates with WD-40. <laughs> like a well, real so man. If you follow the flow chart, that would mean it's supposed to move and not moving. Why? Why does he go all technical Why, nerd I don't even us? know what he said. Here we were. <laughs> One person say, gets it. Just a good, a good. What? That guy gets it. There's an engineer flow chart whether you use duct tape or WD-40 because it. One or the other fixes it. Okay. Okay. I don't, you know. Kathy, can we just start start (laughs) the show, please? Jesus. You asked. Dear Lord Jesus. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four. Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Hello and welcome to the Perverted Podcast, a show where we explore the adventures of the lifestyle, sex, and kinky things. Recording live from the Threshold Dungeon in North Hollywood, California, in front of our perverted studio audience. Very, very close up and intimate. A very intimate. Perver- this is like by far the most intimate. It like literally is. everyone just dragged couches up. And it's just like a, it looks like they set it. We have a renter here that has like a gay orgy. And that's what they do. They pull all the couches together. I don't, I don't, I leave by that time. Um, and that's what this looks like. So apparently. I think everyone just misses the intimacy of the love lab. Yeah. There Aww. we go. Uh, We're never going back in there. <laughs> Ever. In other words, Kathy does not share your sentiment and uh, does not miss the love lab with its inconsistent temperatures and and hard metal chairs. And Hello, perverts. Hello, perverts. <laughs> I'm I, Kathy. I am Count Boogie. <laughs> what? We just, I just started. You stopped in the middle of the intro. I am Count Boogie. There's Unger over there. And Oh, hi. Hi. And we're ready. We're ready for 172. I am so punchy right now. This is, I, I purposely don't give a fuck sloppiness of the in a opening of the show. Don't care. Every show is like that. Why are you different? Yeah, it's not true. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes like we that. are tight and bright, Kathy. Never. Sometimes Never. we just can't hit that fucking ground and we're like, bam. It's no. just information, poosh, enlightenment, inspiration. No. I don't know what show you're thinking of, but no. Oh, oh, this is Perverted Podcast. Yes. <laughs> you must be thinking of your other like show. Joe Rogan or one no. of those other real yeah. podcasts. You've been listening to other podcasts. <laughs> oh, God damn it. 
All right, yeah, we we do. Uh, we do suck. Uh, it, look, I'm just punchy. Yesterday was a like a 20 hour day. It was literally a 21, but an amazing day, an amazing day for Threshold, for Kink, for BDSM, and of course for rap music and Boogie. And uh, it was it was a pretty cool <laughs> day for me. I got to have some fun. That's for sure. Yesterday, um, it was like literally last minute, like a week ago. Uh, a, a producer uh, contacts us and says, "Hey, you know, I represent some, you know, some bigger rap artists, and and uh, we got to do this thing. And it, there's only so, a time that all four of them can get together and do this. And can you do this Sunday? And so usually Mass, the Master Slave Group, meets here on Sunday. And I'm like, okay. And they offered a good amount of money." For the day, so I'm like, let me check. And so I called the building owner. I called everyone, and it worked out that I could have moved Mass to the showroom up front. And and so I'm like, all right, I know nothing about these groups. No nothing. It's a Real Goats production, R E E L Goats uh, production. And uh, and so I'm like, I don't know what to expect. So okay, we can make it work. Let's try to do it. They come down. I have Mew and Dove here with me. They look at the dungeon, you know, they, they'd never been in, you know, dungeons like this before. You know, it was kind of like in the theme of the, the video or whatever. And I said, hey, let me show you some stuff. You know, this is what some things that look really cool on camera. And I lit Mew on fire. And they're like, oh, my God, this is great. We got to do this. And so, uh, so and this will lead into the topic that we'll talk about yesterday. So I got hired on, which happens every now and again. They hire me to be the quote, unquote, expert. <laughs> Which is terrifying. We grade on a curve. That's just, (laughs) just remember, expert is graded entirely on a curve, not Uh necessarily on expertise. Um, So it turned out to be uh, the video, uh, they just released the song. It's called Nervous by Famous Dex. And then, of course, featuring Lil Baby, Jay Critch, and Rich the Kid, uh, which are all working, popular uh, artists. So it actually ended up being they were a, a little bit bigger than we thought. And so it was like this whole production with 50 people and, and all the just the, the dancers and just the whole lights and everything. And, and it was, you're in it, though. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, I mean, the most important is the girls are in it. And they are, you know, they are just these teeny little things that just stuck out like sore thumbs. And everyone's just like, who are, who are these girls? And then all of a sudden we start doing, like I suspended both of them. I did uh, cling wrap suspension on both of them, one standing in the jail cell. And then, of course, Mew, like a little burrito on the bar back there in the cage. And, and people start going, what the fuck? I did fire play on them. I put needles in doves. You tit. scared the rappers, didn't I you? I scared. Oh, my God. I mean, some of them, of course. Every time we have a renter here, my job is to just basically be the preacher to the entire uh, crew and cast. Any conversation I can have about what we actually do. Because everyone has their preconceived notions and whatever. And people are curious. It's great. They always come in with questions because the number one thing everyone comments on. Unger, this will make you happy. All of our renters, every time we have a production, they always notice the rules because they're standing around and they're, you know, you're waiting in between, you're doing this crew's doing this and that crew's doing that. So everyone kind of stands around and our rules are up all over the place. And everyone, I hear it every single shoot, at least two or three people are like, wow, I, I read your rules. You guys actually really, you know, like protect each other. And, you know, it's actually a lot safer. Like, cause that's what are they thinking? The same thing that everyone thinks, you know, is that, that it's we're just a bunch of crazies. that we're a bunch of crazies. It's a wild free for all sex club every, you know, and some of them are sure. 
but you know they just don't have the idea that we're a community that we're education based so i just start fucking rambling blah, 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 blah. and uh, by the end of the day i've always i've always made like 10 converts of people that are like, my God, I would love to be in a place like this. Or, you know, me and my partner, you know, or, you know, wow, we could really use that kind of communication and, and negotiation. So it's always really exciting. And this was like no different. So a lot of these people were very, and some like the needles, obviously, some of them are like, oh, no, no, absolutely, absolutely no, not that. But like the fire play and, and the, the hanging up and whatever, it's just, it was, it was so funny to see, you know, Dove and Mew like, be these little, you know, they look so innocent and mousy, and then they become like the badasses of the fucking the video. It was really cool. Oh, nice. So it was cool. So That's yeah. It. So um, look up the famous Dex nervous video. The, they just posted a few weeks ago. They just posted the actual audio track for it, and it's already at like a million views and whatever. So hopefully the video will be in. Yes, I think I might be in it. I'm doing because why are they going to show my fat fucking face, right? You know, they got two cute girls. I'm lighting them on fire. They're, I don't hear them. Like, hey, pan on the fat guy. You know, it just doesn't really happen. But they might have got me in. You might see me doing. You just see my hands with my pieces of nail polish left over from you and Bunny fucking what was doing. That, like six weeks ago. Well, I haven't taken it off. and. <sighs> So it's just yeah. yeah. So, so if you, you see and you did a video shoot if you like go, that. if you go yeah because mostly it's my hands because they're doing micro shots you know to get you so know, why not leave it yeah on, why really? yeah just I didn't even think about whatever you know it's, <laughs> I'm a pig fuck off <laughs> what did you do this weekend what I is had that really good time my friends and I went to the um, Hollywood Forever Cemetery to watch a showing of Young Frankenstein. <laughs> Which was so good. The Hollywood Cemetery show. That is like. I'd never been there before, and it was amazing. And uh, Mel Brooks did an opening little shot that they they showed where he said. Hello to all you crazy people coming out to a cemetery to watch Young Frank. So that's what, for our listeners that are not familiar with this all around the world, this is an actual, like, old vintage cemetery. It's absolutely beautiful. I've never seen a cemetery quite like this. For years, they have done movies where they set up, like, a big screen outdoors. It's on a mausoleum. It's on a mausoleum wall. Side of a mausoleum. Side of a mausoleum. And so so you're literally projecting your movie on dead people. Dead movie stars, primarily. Right. So. I mean, it's like one of the Ramones is buried there, and there's a big statue to, to – I forget which one. I, I, seeing as they're amazing. all dead, they well, yeah, all well, died well, at 50. But um, Bad year to be a Ramone, I'm yeah, telling you. But um, whichever one, there's a statue at right. his grave of him playing guitar is kind of cool. Oh, that's kind of cool. Uh, a lot of movie stars are, are buried there, too. And so, so they show yeah, movies, and, pe- and it's just free, right? No. Oh, no, no. Oh, oh no? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> Otherwise, line for a long time. Well, we really? yeah we we got tickets and I I just did not I'm not how much does it cost to get in to there? Wait in line. So why is it I like fifty up, or something? No, it's like forty bucks a person. Wow, that is a lot. Fuck, it I costs was... more to park on site than it does for the ticket. Yeah, so it was oh. great. It costs it more than to forty dollars to park. <laughs> it used to be cheaper, but it's gotten popular, so they can charge more. So. Well, yeah, uh, because yeah, otherwise, yeah, I remember it was like it's a nightmare. It the last time I went and parking, the first time I went was like eight. So it was oh. 20 yeah, bucks because it, it weeds out all the people who are just going to cause problems. This uh, was uh, the the most kind of the Disneyland the mentality. Let's just Thomas rape people polite. financially, and exactly. then the and then the riffraff poor people won't it show up. It was a very polite audience, and it was full of people. It was a joy to watch. Because all poor people, people who are love. fucking shitty and are going to cause problems. <laughs> Thank you, Disneyland. By the way, fuck off, Disneyland. 
Did I did I admit, did I say that out loud? I was just I, at Disneyland like yesterday. I'm sure Disneyland <laughs> was lovely. <laughs> Sorry, I'm poor. I can't go to Disneyland. Or I can't go to these things because people do these pricing things to stop me from uh, being a criminal at their event, which I I, I haven't done that ever at Disneyland. Um, so yeah, I'm a little ever at Disneyland. Ever at Disneyland. <laughs> okay. I have fingered a few vaginas in the Pirates of the Caribbean, but come on! It's the fucking Pirates of the Caribbean. All right, maybe you're... Never mind, your theory's true. <laughs> I'm the person you want to keep out. I just felt like I was going to stand up for somebody. I'm sorry. Go on. That was it. That was it? Yeah. <laughs> so, so what is that wasn't me? Oh, that was fucking Creative Explorer. What else? I go to his place and... Uh, um, after the cemetery, and he had he had gone on somewhere. So when we get home, he uh, oh god, no, I'm f- this is the wrong story. The very next morning, we get up, and I usually make us breakfast. But after you blow I didn't. Him. Yeah, after he gets his fucking pre-breakfast blowjob. This time, I talked him out of it because <laughs> there yeah, was no look, look, buddy. <laughs> I gotta make you a deal here. I'll make you two extra sausage links if I don't have to take a load in the mouth. You what do you think? You sound like an old lady who smokes. When when have you heard me with a voice you, like that? Well, after, I guess after you pass fifty, you become Miss D. So everyone's you know, you every the second you go after fifty, every everybody talks like this. Mm-hmm. And you become what, Carlos? <laughs> I am Carlos. Yeah. I guess need um, a bird. No, because we didn't have, uh, I didn't go shopping and we didn't think ahead and so there was nothing there to cook. So we ended up going out, but he goes, I go, where do you want to go? He goes, where do you want to go? He goes, well, how about to that place where you, um, you know, they, you, you got the peach pancakes and they didn't give you enough powdered sugar. And I said, it wasn't me. Yeah. You went and they, they, you liked the really, the peach, pa- it wasn't me. Oh, ah. don't you remember you wanted more powdered sugar? It wasn't me. Ah. Yeah. Oh. I said that must be one of your other women. Oh, he's all, uh, oh, as oh. embarrassed as Creative Explorer is Didn't I? can get. He was embarrassed, oh. which was not a lot. It was mortifying. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. Thank you for little adding can, to the humiliation. Can laughter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But did you get your breakfast? I got a good breakfast out of it. got a good breakfast out of it. Actually, I had to pay for it myself. What? (laughs) The fuck? (laughs) His credit card. He mismanages his brain on his chicks. Has been breached for like the fourth time this year. And he he keeps having to send him out new cards. I keep telling him, don't go to the fucking, don't pay for your gas at the gas station with a credit card. That's how they get you. They put a reader on the magnetic reader thing and they steal your stuff. And so... The man will never learn. I'm trying to teach him how to live a better life, and yet... (laughs) I'm trying to teach him how to be a better boy. He's just not a good boy. He's going to hear this. He's just not a good boy. You little powdered pancakes. And you want his blowjob. You want to get my blowjob, and then I'll buy you some peachy powdered pancakes. I want my pre-breakfast blowjob and my post-breakfast blowjob. That's right, and I didn't have anything. You remember? It was you. My God, Kathy, your brain is just falling short. It was you. I guess I said I have never had peach pancakes in my life nor would i i don't like peach pancakes but of course kathy i mean it was you you were there and, and you were so adamant about it it was really oh <laughs> that was my other bitch sorry and while he's saying i'm all who which one of them likes the peach pancake is it this one or is it the, i just who was it that was but good while he's talking the mysteries in my head <laughs> which one of them like how pancake? am i gonna fuck this boy up right now because i own him now <laughs> 
You're just I letting own them, your ass. You're just letting them go deeper and deeper. And just, yeah, tell me more about this a little thing that I did. You know how desperate you get when you realize you're fucked up? And you, you figure if you just say it loud enough, it's true. <laughs> like a man. Don't you trust me? <laughs> oh, that went dark, huh? Yeah, that's usually associated with other things. Yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway, so <sighs> Unger. Unger. Unger's got something to plug. Unger. Yes. Yes, Unger. Good uh, evening, Unger. Hello. Are you well? No. Okay, Unger, that is a very honest thing to say. And uh, what's going on in the chat room? Oh, the chat room. Uh, apparently in voice chat, which, again, they're not in the right chat. <sighs> They've abandoned um, ship. Well, well, a couple things are happening right now in, in multiple rooms. Um, but apparently in voice, they're talking about silly putty encasement, which I'm... I think I figured like out the burying a body part in is silly putty or like whole body. That's a lot of goddamn like silly, silly putty, putty mummification. How do you oh. even get that much silly putty? You that buy a lot of it. Silly That's silly. a lot. I mean, because literally, it's like that much. Yeah. To encase you'd have to buy like out, six so, thousand. I mean, you can spread it out. <coughs> oh, okay. So yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. So to, you to can, a thing like that, so you could do it with like fifty. Yeah, still, it's yeah. a lot. It's a commitment. Yeah, sure. You can buy them in bulk. Wouldn't it be great if you could do that? Oh, check this out, Kathy. Oh no. What if you got like eighteen thousand pieces of bubble gum? I was thinking that very thing. And you, s- everyone chewed it, and, and then, then you all spit it around. on. That's exactly and just kept what spit I them was all thinking. on someone until you fill them up in a tub and bury them. You know the them difference between you and I. Bubble. I kept it to myself, and you had to fucking go out and say it to because everybody. Because one of us believes in our listeners, Kathy. Uh, the listeners don't want to hear that. Listeners, pervert, She's sitting right here. She didn't want to oh, hear it. Oh, now you speak up. <laughs> Now you fucking learn to jump in, Al. Thank you. We told Al last time she hosted, she's like, I just didn't know, you know, I, where I, to jump. I didn't want to interrupt you when you talked, which is so polite, but such bullshit. She said, has to jump in because nothing we say is that important. That, we cut hunger off. That yeah. may have triggered a- Aki. So, ah. I, I, what I, being I'm enjoying having this. bubblegum spit yeah, all over because you? Because she doesn't like sticky things. <laughs> oh, wait, Aki, who fantasized about fucking me. I'm worried about her not liking sticky things. I will be the first one to chew bubble gum and spit it on her in a tub. The first. Unger, please tell us about what it is you have to plug. Oh, uh, yeah. So one of the, I guess, kind of sister groups of Threshold down in San Diego is Club X. Oh, yes, absolutely. And Club X and a group I'm a part of, which is Edgewalkers, is doing a big thing this weekend. Oh, that's right. This is all the... Ritual Steel. Are you you going up or you're just going to pull? I'm just pulling. This is the one where the building can't... They're they're afraid the building won't hold. And I'll bring down the whole building. Bring down the house? But I am going to definitely do hook pulls. And there'll be like 100 people doing a hook pull. All together. Nice. Where oh, you're going to do one massive pull? It's a massive pull with, there's 100 people there, whether you hook up with all of them or right, a dozen right. of them at a time. That but it happens. A, there's so drum, and there's like drummers, you can hook on the drums while they're drumming. They've got like taiko, oh, and you'll, yeah, because you'll totally like feel drummers. it. Yeah, you'll feel it. This is at Club X, and there are going to be how many it's, people possibly? Last year, I think there were 130 people in attendance and about 90 to 100 pulled. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's pretty. pretty that was the first one, so word spread about it this year, and we've got people coming in from all over the country to do the piercings. Yikes. Um That's insane. I like it. Really cool people. So uh, if you are in the Southern California area and want to go, wow. uh, it's Ritual Steel, and the web address to get tickets is bit.ly slash Ritual Steel 2018. All right. So that was that's coming up this weekend. Hey, don't stab my hand. <laughs> and, and I kind of did a thing this past weekend. 
You did a thing. I did a thing. What did you do, Unger? Now, so, th- now I wasn't told about this no, thing. No, you I weren't. was specifically not told about this thing. And just remember, I have editing privileges. What did oh, you? Did you bury someone? Did no, everyone live? Everyone lived. All right, fine. Go ahead. Tell you, the you story. Know, so, sometimes things just kind of pop up in life, and you're like, I shouldn't. Like a boner. I shouldn't, but I'm gonna. You robbed a bank. You fucker. No. Did you get away with it? I didn't rob a bank. Okay, what'd you do? I bought something. Oh, no. I bought, I made a major purchase this weekend that I really shouldn't have. Uh-oh. Was it an impulse uh, buy? Kind of. It's something I've, I've wanted for a very long time, but they are so far outside any price range I could really afford. And yet you oh, did it. No. And oh, one popped up at a very reasonable price. You bought a human skull? Um, no, I'm still working on that one. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you get? Uh, autoclave. Oh wow! Yeah, that is expensive. <laughs> so, so, so I like how the tattoo artist yeah, just applauds you. Al's just like, I'm gonna come hang out at your place now. Yeah, I'm just gonna always come over and just steal your autoclave. Just, auto just okay. ta- she's just gonna <laughs> talk to you like straight, but the whole time she's just shoving needle kits and <laughs> in the. Uh, nice. What do you plan to do with this? Hooks, clays, skewers. What did you do before you had this thing? I had to have somebody else do it. Wow. Or buy the. He just licked done. it and stuck it yeah. back in him. Or, or, or buy them already done, which gets really expensive. You know, bubblegum will take that blood right off the hook, Aww. and then you can just stick Aww. it back. I don't. I don't. Well, no, this is an investment. I, cause, it is. Because you did talk to me about this once. And I, how, yeah, but how the, expensive they are. And I came across one at a super, super good They're price. hideously expensive. Yeah. And, and, wow. and it was kind of like... It's actually like a guy that does this for a living, and it's it, it, he he, he uh, liquidates medical offices, oh. right? And he just I I went on Craigslist to find something because somebody sent a link to a waste, wasteland thing, and I was just like, huh, I haven't been on Craigslist in a while. Autoclave, what? <laughs> yeah, uh. for that price. So I contacted them. It's like, does it work? <laughs> or because sometimes they'll sell them for parts, right? Yeah. And this is the price that they were selling it for was like a parts price. Did you explain what an autoclave was? No. <laughs> okay, let's um, probably because everyone's like, what those the who fuck don't know, it? when you go to a doctor's office, or if you do go to body piercing or, or tattooing, and you see things sealed up in a in the little sleeve that's sterile, the autoclave is what makes that happen. Uh, basically, it's a machine that brings something up to a very high temperature and pressure using steam uh, to basically kill everything. Right. So it's it. definitely... And, and and the pouches keep it sterile. So now it's got to buy the pouches and a, um, uh ultrasonic cleaner. For so the practical hooks. application for you being now that you're doing all of these hook pulls and needle classes and things like that is that you can now, uh, when you take the hooks, when you first get the hooks, yeah. they need to be treated. Yeah. Because you're getting like myself. fishing hooks and filing them down and yeah. things like that, so they need to be sterilized and treated at a level that is safe yep. to put into. So someone. I can do it all myself, or I can, I, and I can go beyond what you normally see. So instead of just hook pulls, I can do like full skewers through my body. Oh, oh. well, and why not put, get an? Auto I can put these in the auto unger kebab, yeah, <laughs> an unger bob, or whatever else. Or if I do, there's uh, the the type of hooks I used for suspension. Are called Gilson clamps. Those are really expensive. Right. Um, I can buy a set and continually autoclave them myself and not reply. Sure. Rely on and then, of course, as you do more of these things, you can probably make some of the money back doing so autoclaving for, for other people. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, basically, so it's an pay investment. For so it's a long investment, but it's also something yeah. that you by love. By the time I do a hundred hooks, I will basically pay for it as opposed to buying them pre-sterilized. 
All right. Nice. All right. I think that's a, I, when thrifty when, unger. When, when unger. I hear, I, I give it to you. I, I will give you the applause because I know it's also something he's really took time on. That's not an impulse buy, as far as I'm concerned. It's just you took an opportunity because when it, people yeah. say that, they're like, I get because you just hear they're like, oh my god, yeah, I, I just, uh, you know, I, I, I can't pay my rent, but I just had to buy this new car. You know, or I had to this thing, and I just fucking I'm just gonna do it, and then they're just miserable, and and you're just like, yeah, mm-hmm. this wasn't that. No, this wasn't that, and I happened to because of a number of things happening, got some extra cash from. I got a bonus at work, a small nice. bonus, so I kind of just just did it. Had that sitting there. So that being you. said, so to perverted podcast listeners, if you have some sort of bloody tool, like you just killed somebody or something, and you want to clave the knife. Um, send that chunky knife to Unger at Unger. Oh, I'm just gonna keep, if it's already Unger, bloody, I'm just going to keep it. Unger Clave. Put it on a Unger. Oh. It should be UngerClave.com. Blood Crotch. Blood Crotch. Blood Crotch. Actually, Blood Crotch. Unger, Unger, Unger. Autoclave. Unger, Unger, Unger. Sterile Blood Crotch. <laughs> what? Oh. FedLife.com Bruises and bondage and pussies and dongs FedLife.com Consensual, safe, and sane-ish You can turn that down a couple notches if it's distorting I just tri- Is it distorting? Never look mind at The look of pain they- on his face Yes, uh, it is <laughs> just, Well, we have our little playback and it's pointing at it All I hear like in the background is distortion So it's you can Well, turn it's not that. a great speaker either So it, it, it's free. Jesus, look kind of every time. It's free. Just reach over and turn it the fuck <laughs> off, then. Jesus Christ! Stop yelling at our audience. No! Yes. No! Shut up, blood Shut crotch. Up and do- He's blood crotch. You. I'm just saying ornery. so much. I'm gonna call you blood crotch. Shut up. You shut up. Shut up. No. This is what happens when ferret comes in. Why is it Ferret's fault? It's fair. Well, we got to blame someone. I'm not going to take the blame for it. No, Ferret. Damn it, Ferret! Great pose. Ferret. <laughs> He's like, I've never been on your show. I don't know. Oh, no, he is blaming me. Yeah, no, we. Has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yes. had him on the show. I did. I did a recorded interview. God, we, with Ferret. I cannot be. We've only ever had two people that we interviewed, and we three. just forgot one. Yeah. Oh, three. That's even. Better. I, I don't know who the third one was. Wow, we suck. Yeah. All right. He wrote a post called The Fire Error, Something to Think About During Kink. You know, it's always particularly painful to butcher one of his um, posts because they're so well written and I just have to cut it down to nothing. But here it goes. Chop and splice. Here we go. <laughs> As someone who's watched a lot of fireplace scenes, here's some dangerous mistakes I've watched folks do during fireplay. They did fireplay on the ground during a busy convention with their bowl full of liquid fuel next to their candle where anyone could have accidentally kicked it over. They did fireplay on someone new who had their long hair unbound where the slightest spark or flinch could have turned their bottom into a torch. And he goes on and on, not only to talk about other things he's seen, but things that he himself Re- has done. Oh, you didn't have the other ones because the other ones were good. They're important ones. Uh, I can. Never mind. He did fireplay without any extinguishers or wet towels in yes. full bright light That's... where the glow of the overheads made it near impossible to see where the flame was on the body. Which I've heard accidents from both yes. of those. Yeah. He says, you know what went wrong? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. These people took dangerous risks and it worked out, often repeatedly. None of us realized we were making a fundamental error that could have literally blown up in our faces. All of us were convinced that we were taking safety seriously. And yet, what we all actually had was survivor bias. Nothing had gone wrong, so what we were doing must have been right. 
And buoyed by that, we could have continued to make the same damn fool error until the situation finally blew up in our face. You can make a mistake and not be penalized for a mighty long time. Just because a scene worked out for you doesn't mean you did your due diligence. And having multiple successful scenes doesn't mean you're a safety master. Uh, you know, they just paid me to be an expert <laughs> on a video. Uh-huh. And let and, me just say that if you have just if you ahead. have uh, time to read this entire post, because he actually links it. Uh, the post is actually about consensual, non-consensual sure. and how badly that can go right. uh, based on this survivor bias that he talks about. So if you have a chance, read the whole post. But yes, exp- saran wrap, cling wrap, expert, mummification, expert mummification. boogie. <laughs> well, I mean, this is. This is that scenario, and of course we talked about you know the the accident, the mummification accident uh, that happened a year ago, and and where someone died, and and all of these things. So I mean, this really got me thinking, and then it got me thinking about Unger, um, <clears throat> talking about how he just went to his friend's class, you know, to see, even though it was a it was a needle class that you went to, you know, to see what they're teaching, and so. To just get those other points of views because it is so easy to become an expert. You can just say, I'm an expert. And you're not, you know, do you have thousands of hours of doing this? No, I've done it a bunch of times. And, you know, I've thought of some safety things. And just like Ferret said, it's just worked out. It's worked out. You know, I read body language pretty good. And, and you kind of, you communicate a little bit. But you you don't know what you don't know. And just because it's worked out all the time, it doesn't mean that there's not maybe even some glaring um, thing that's wrong. There have been so many times, and I mean, our show is based off the fact that we tell people our fuck-ups so they can go, yeah, "Yeah, I didn't think about that. (laughs) So many of those. Oh my God, you're right. That is the basis of our show. It's the basis of our show (laughs) is to have people say, note to self, don't do that. It can go bad. Um, The perfect instance, uh, that's why I had you read, uh, Fire in a lighted, a heavily lighted area. Um, I, I have a friend uh, that I spoke on panels with, and they're brilliant, experienced tops, but they did a fireplace scene outside in the sunlight, and they wiped off the fire, and the fire kind of didn't go out all the way, and then they turned to go do something, and they're like, the person's still on fire, and they couldn't see it because of the light, and then they wiped it out. The person got a little second-degree burn, and and so these are things that there are so many things that even if you've done something a lot of time, you just don't think about it. Even if you've experienced things, maybe you've handled it. doesn't mean you're stupid. It doesn't mean, you know, that you can't be a, a safer player. Um, but you always have to know there can always be something that you don't know. And that's why I had such respect, like when Unger talks about going to other people's classes. And I'm like, oh, I got to go to more classes. It's not even just going to classes on things you don't know. Go to classes about the things you do know because maybe this other person does something which I've had in classes even though I've done certain things uh, a million times um, you hear someone say oh I, I had a thing with this and you're like I never even fucking thought of that right yeah and I I actually I look I'm going to admit it can be painful to go to a, a two hour class that you have to sit through and listen to 90% of it you already, yeah, you already know. know sure but it's that other 10% that makes you a safe player yeah or yeah it could save someone say i mean uh wet towels in fireplay um 
for those of you who don't know, obviously to extinguish a general. I don't, I don't like the idea of fire extinguishers and fire play because you, you're going to choke the person to death. Yeah, I don't. You, you're not going to. It's not like a fucking clown movie where you're going to fucking pick up a full blown pressurized chemical fucking fire extinguisher and blast it onto your bottom that, you know. Yeah, usually the fire i mean unless you're totally engulfing them in blast, flames the yeah but a wet towel a oh wet, yeah well, that, you never think of what he just said what and blast the liquid that's on fire yes yes so um <laughs> i i'm very big on wet towels yeah. uh, having those and i until i had done it a number of times cuz when you put fire on i mean you put fire near them that's the type of fire play but then when you actually put the accelerant like isopropyl 70% isopropyl alcohol on somebody and then you light it and wipe it out immediately with your other hand you can only do that a couple times and then the alcohol is now soaked into the pores and or run down little streams of pores down the skin so the next time you light it, even though you feel that you've wiped it off then the fire just crawls right back around and now they're lit they're lit again so you look all cool and you wipe it off and it's like ooh and the fire goes out and then it lights right back up and now you have to look like an idiot slapping someone's back to get the fire to go out and that's why you learn wet towels okay after a couple swipes you wipe off with a wet towel you absorb the excess out but unless you unless you have had an accident with those things i would have never known until i had that accident and i had to look like an idiot and slap the shit out of my fucking bottom to put out the fire and nothing went wrong and nothing went you know nothing went wrong but then you start going oh it would have been so much easier if i had all that information first hey this can go wrong so always have your wet towel now i get to say to people hey by the way have your wet towel. And it's like this with any type of edge play, any type of consensual non-consent play you do, any type. Because the post was really good because it was talking about CNC, consensual, non-consensual. And how much do you really negotiate? Like you guys each want the same thing, kind of. And so you say, oh, okay, I'll just watch their expression. And you don't know that this other person has a completely different point of view, even though there's some similarities their version of consensual non-consent is completely different from yours. Yes, I like how he points out that that's the most dangerous person to play with, someone who has had years of success with consensual non-consensual because they've played with one, two, or three people, but always successfully. But what you don't realize is the reason you've been successful is because you've been unconsciously choosing people who think along the same lines of you or have the same personality types and everything just seemed to flow with them, but it didn't really just seem to flow. It flowed for a very specific yeah. reason. Then you go to play with someone who's not like that and suddenly everything goes to shit, to shit because yeah. it's not as easy as it was and you realize, more oh, fuck, I'm not yeah, and the, the fantasy, expert I thought I was. Yeah, the fantasy you had in your head, you know, it just, it doesn't work for every person. And I think that's, and we talk a lot about that. Treat every person as an individual. Every top is a different top. Every bottom is a different bottom. And that you allow, like, there's obviously there's things that are common sense, but what's common sense? You know, common sense is an absolute sense. You know, so there there are some things that you can learn the basics, but ultimately there's so many variables. There are, I mean, you've seen a thousand ways to fucking die. There are thousands of ways to fuck up catastrophically and injure or kill yourself. So to ever kind of assume and Unger just smiles because he's 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 almost done ninety percent of those on himself <laughs> um, and still survived. <laughs> but do you get what I'm saying? It's just like it's kind of 
I really got from that post, be teachable. And it really did kind of poke me, especially now, since now I'm being paid. And this isn't the first couple months ago. I did the same thing on another production and whatever. And because I've been here 10 years and I've, I have learned some things and I've done some things a lot and been to classes and learned things. But now people who are not in the lifestyle are actually bringing me in and they call you the expert in the back of my mind. That makes me a little uncomfortable because I'm like, you know, like with cling wrap and, and things like that. You know, yes, I know how to do it. I've done it. I can put them up. I put them up. It was safe. They held great. It looked great. But there are still so many things just about that type of suspension that I would love to learn ways to make it easier on the sag and different weights, different body types. Yes, I put up, you know, Muse, she weighs 99 pounds. You know, what about, you know, bigger models, bigger people? You know, what type of things come in? There are always variables to learn and I just I I would love for us to all just stay teachable because that's how you you avoid those things and ultimately you can't know everything were you gonna say something yeah we um in a yet another group I'm in uh we were actually discussing this recently um and it was unrelated to kink but he brought it in because it was he was taking a class and talking about musicians I'm trying to get a little vague to not give sure. away if someone sure, finds sure, sure. it but Talking about musicians and how some musicians kind of stagnate, and it's like 20 years later, they're still playing the same things sure, while sure, others sure. move on. Yeah. And they were talking about how part of it is there's an amount of ego that I know this, yeah, but there's also self-doubt that says, what am I doing wrong to not move forward? Right. And it's finding that balance, and I thought it's kind of a, a, a good point here of, yes, you can say you're an expert, but always have that self-doubt of, what can go wrong? Sure. What can I mess up? What can I learn? That's why I go to more classes because I'm I am like massive. I have massive amounts of self doubt. Anyone who knows me knows sure, this. Sure, sure. So even if I can do things well, I'll go to classes for it. That's why I'm going down early for because there's a class before uh, the pull, and I'm going to that. I mean, right. I just asked Unger to teach me how to put hooks because Bunny wants to try hooks, and so Unger's going to sit with me, and and we're going to go through and i'm going to learn things and it's just i swear there's that ego especially when you're like the dom that you want to like know what you're doing and not look like a complete asshole but if you can't get over that if you can't just go ahead and say unger knows how to do this he's done a lot of this i need to look like the asshole before i try sticking a hook in my fucking girlfriend but what do you mean you need to look like the no, asshole no i don't <laughs> when you do come well and you say, know what i, I you know what i mean this. i mean there's that awkward kind of like where you're like oh is this right you know and yeah you feel like a schmuck I'm, I'm just being honest this is how i feel i would love to just matrix you know just plug yeah, in right. let me fly the helicopter and not have to deal with that awkward because i get nervous just like anybody else and am i going to do this right am i going to fuck someone up am i going to have this be a bad experience you know do i know what i'm doing am i qualified to do this blah 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 blah. i'll watch someone do needle hook, hooks for the first time someone who is kind of known not just la but, right. but around further and he was very i very much in the same position right um it's every time you learn something new you're gonna have to be that but don't feel like an asshole if the asshole's the one that just does it because they watch it on youtube sure <laughs> no i get I, I get that i 
my term of asshole, it means different. I mean, like someone that just feels awkward or whatever. I mean, it's kind of like when I first started tattooing, you know, it was like. That's got to be because that shit's Yeah, perm- yeah. I mean, it, I was like, the when I tattooed myself, I was like, okay, whatever. But when I tattooed my first person other than like my teacher, I was just like incredibly nervous. Like it took me like five minutes just to actually start doing it. And it's right. just, you know, ever since then, it's just you got to keep learning and trying to figure out you know how do i fix this mistake how do i avoid this mistake and it's just like constantly wanting to learn and wanting to improve and i feel like with any sort of edge play that's kind of what you want to do is you want to or any sort of play really you want to always improve what you're doing and always get better at what you're doing yeah and like we were when we did the hook pull here people were saying oh we're gonna do suspension i'm like i can't do that yeah, I don't have that skill yet. I've, that's that's the guy you want to hang out with. I've that's done, the I've guy or girl that you want to hang. Is the guy suspended. who just admits. I've watched them put other people in, but I have not had somebody shit sit there with me doing it. Yeah, I get a I get a lot. I mean, because yeah, you know, I'm a shark, and and I hit on a lot of people, and you know, I flirt and try to get people to play with me. And I have had a lot of women like, "Do you know how to, you know, do rope like this and that and that?" And you're just like, and they're you know sexy, and you like want, and you're like, you really need to go to like shut up and tie. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of you. You need to go to Apple, who's been on the show, yeah. you know. And and it's just it sucks because yes, you want to do all the things with all the people, but at some point, it it's going to make you look a lot worse to be the person that shot off their mouth or or said you could do something and couldn't do it and ended up harming someone. Then just, yeah, I'm a schmuck. I don't know how to do that. And just let it go. And just let yeah, it I fucking... Yeah, I mean, I would rather play with someone who would be willing to admit that they don't know what they're doing or admit that they're not good at something than someone who's like, oh, yeah, I totally know what I'm doing, and then they don't know yeah. what they're doing. And that happens a lot. I mean, like, I remember when I was learning more rope with with Mew, and of course, Mew's really into rope, and, and she's, you know, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to learn this stuff. And it was just, it's embarrassing when... Because my brain's spazzed, and when you're, you know, I'm watching these, you know, learning this and that, and you know, and I'm trying it on her, and she's just like, you can just see in her head, she's like, no, that doesn't go that way, <laughs> and you're like, oh god damn it, I'm not the top. <laughs> but you know what? If you don't go through that, if you just, if you aren't willing to go through that, you're not going to learn, and then you're going to kind of put up that wall, and then something tragic's going to happen, yeah. something bad's going to happen inevitably. Good post. Yes. Well, ferrets. Uh, I, I love ferrets like stuff. It. Yeah. I like and I, I just want to throw in there, unrelated, I'm kind of distracted because Amazon Princess is uh, posting pictures of her needle um, bruises, which means she's topless. And so oh, really? those pictures are coming through my phone. Wait, uh-huh. whoa. Why Why do you uh-huh. get the thrill? Because <laughs> I, I run the chat. That's uh-huh. right. He's the chat master. Well, you know what? <laughs> Tell them uh, we got owl boobs and I can see Muse vagina. So neener, neener. <laughs> Neener, neener. <laughs> She's on the right there. It's under your laptop. <laughs> yeah, where your laptop is on your lap. There Thank it you. Is. Yes, see. Thank you. Yes, Mew. your laptop on your lap. Your vagina is in your lap, and I'm looking at it. Oh my God. She's like, no, you're not. You can't you have, see like, my X-ray vagina. Vision through her laptop. Fuck yeah, I'll stare right through a battery. I don't care. I'm looking at <laughs> Al's boobies. What? What? <laughs> She's giving you looks. I don't know. Those are new looks. What I'm supposed to press another button, Shut. Raymond. <laughs> <laughs>
Rainbow Hedgehog wrote to us again. Hello, Rainbow Hedgehog. Yes, and she says, I love listening to the show, as you know, but I would love to see it, too. You guys do so many wacky, zany, and sexy things that I would <laughs> love to see. Did she say zany? See. We're zany. Fucking A, man. That Ten points to you, zany. podcast is zany. zany. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> wow, you're being really That's zany clown word. Is that not clown? Even Unger got happy. Zany. Oh, zany's great. That zany is a clown word, motherfucker. It's also like an old word, and I have a thing for Ooh, it's zany. words that are expired Dr. Demento. No used. Exactly. <laughs> I can touch my penis. <laughs> Please don't touch your penis. Leave your penis alone. Uh, Stop touching uh, your penis. Uh, Are you poking it? Uh, You're poking the chair. Uh, yeah, no, that's poking. my penis. Bonus my penis. Mew, is he poking his penis? Yeah, that's my penis. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah. Okay. yeah, that's my junk, Kathy. Yeah, it's hanging kind of low zany. these days. It's a fucking zany. <laughs> it's, it's, zany it's a zany penis. penis. It's my penis. His name right. is Zany. She says, there are a lot of podcasts that do an uncut taping of their show. I know you can post to YouTube. I know you can't post to YouTube, but why not RedTube, Pornhub, or one of those other YouTube-like porn sites? Yeah, there might be some unwanted pervs, but I know I and many other listeners would absolutely go crazy over it. Love all you crazy, fantastic people. Now, go easy, okay? No, I just gotta. I hate to have to be the dick, um, you, but uh, you no, love I don't. Being the I, dick. A, I, I, you love my dick. I do not. It's true. No, uh, we have gone over this a, a number of times, and and yes, you're right. We are zany, and we do a lot of fun stuff, and and a lot of people. Lo- I love watching Howard Stern videos of them in the studio, even though it's so dry because it's just idiots talking in microphones. But it is kind of cool to watch that. However, we do have a lot of privacy issues, and we would not get half of the people that are in this room would not be able to be in this room if we were running video. And maybe if we had the money, we could have one side of the room behind a wall and the, you know, or something and make that kind of work and then do it live. Um, but it just doesn't it just doesn't work. I mean, no, the, if we were taping, it would be you and me and Unger in a mask. Yeah, and Unger in a mask. Exactly. Yeah. So it's kind of, so it, it is, sorry, I, we get a lot of people asking, oh, you should do a live video feed, live video feed, live video feed. And you're right, it'd probably be better. We'd probably get more listeners. We'd la, 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 tra, la, la. I totally agree. We won't agree. even stream live. Huh? Because yeah, we, no. if we mess up somebody's name yeah. and a- use their real name instead of their yeah, pseudonym. I have, yeah, I have to go in and edit that out. Which we've it's done. It's like a whole bit. Yeah, yeah, lots of times. So... It's a great idea, and uh, maybe yeah. when I win the lot- lottery's up to like seven hundred million, something that, like I that. I gotta go get a freaking so ticket. So I'm like, you know, I'll win it, and if we do, we'll have a better studio, slightly better. But it doesn't matter. New how microphone good the studio, muffs for Kathy. Thank you, I appreciate the uh, mic stand that you don't have to tape down. <laughs> oh, I ignored that part. Right. Yeah, yeah. Probably if we win seven hundred million dollars, we right. will probably get slightly better. And maybe stuff. a chair that doesn't have dust all over. Have to clean off. Kathy, before we I will sit get you a chair that it. will literally, after you get out of it, they yeah. will flip a switch that will be thumbprint activated by you only. That will electrocute anybody that touches your fucking chair. That's very Yay. Jetsons. I like that. And and like throw them into a tub and then chew bubble gum and spit it on them. I like it. Someone's Get that probably me. into that. Huh? Someone's probably into that. Oh, I'll, I'll guarantee you I could probably name five <laughs> but people. But you know what? There. Even if we did have a, a wonderful, expensive studio, we still would have to be very careful because you can never forget that this is the kink community. Yeah, this is. And we're all about privacy and the security and there are... What would you say? It's a 95%, and that's a conservative figure of people who walk through this door 
uh, want to use pseudonyms, don't want anyone to see yeah. their real names, where they live, what work they do, nothing about them. I mean, we're so... I, I We do orientation twice a, a month, and yeah. people always come up to me and say... So do I really have to fill out my address? Do I really have to put my phone number? Can you tell me what? And I have to reassure them the the, yeah, the lengths we go up. to yeah. to Nothing's secure online. everything. You don't yeah, hold anything online or and yeah, people will say, "Why can't I renew online?" Because that would mean all your information has Some, to be yeah, online. And that and means someone yeah. can hack into that. We're so. security and safety crazy, so we're we're lucky to have an audience who's willing to talk. I mean, Al sitting here talking, but if we had a video on her there's no way then i would save it and masturbate to it later (laughs) what yeah you said it out loud but sorry Uh fucking inner monologue (laughs) so the good yeah i think sorry rainbow hedgehog but you know it's thank you like you could have just said fucking no so much that you You could have just said no and not giving me this long drawn out dribble sometimes love is less than nice you may need some fucking advice right now the dribble's important. What dribble? Our whole show. Yeah. Our sh- well, we should change it from perverted podcast to dribble. I think perverted <laughs> dribble. Perverted dribble. I think that I, our our listeners know what we do. Boogie, and, maybe we should just do a show called Perverted Dribble. And, yeah. the, and the whole time we should just go, bleh, <laughs> just bleh. like two of us. Literally, and we could video. we could put videotape, put that on YouTube, and literally, and people would watch it. It would, and we'd be like, yeah, it's the. You know what? It would probably be more popular than this show. That's the sad part. Is you are fucking right about you are a hundred percent right. Be like twenty thousand fucking members, and we just go blah, Mm -hmm. blah. Like literally, just get topic. Like put up daily topic. Like all the daily topics. Wait a minute, this is fucking cool. We put up like all just daily topics, right? You know, like oh, you know, Justin Bieber in the news or fucking crying over some bitch or whatever, and then we're just like blah, 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 blah. Boy. That would be like Shit. some weird ASMR for someone. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> and every once in a while, Mew could go, Mew. Yeah. Blah. Yeah. Blah. Blah. And just, to, but do that literally for a half hour every time. Would, you'd you'd really have to wear llama hats. Huh? You'd have what? to wear We'd really hats. only need to record it once. <laughs> and just put the same track. Just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'd be good. All right. What's, the, oh, yeah. This one. This is uh, by someone <clears throat> someone wrote who is called Beaten Bunny, and for a moment there I thought it was our bunny, mm, but so. no. no. So just to differ if you're listening, this is not our bunny. Beaten Bunny says, I am an extreme introvert, and I have a real self-hatred. I talk to people online as opposed to face-to-face. When face-to-face, I usually am quiet, shy, or avoid social situations as much as possible. People around me tell me that I'm this or that and other things, and all of them are good and positive things. I just don't see it. I try to be positive, but I am constantly having negative things happen to me. I desire to attract good and honest people to my side. Please give this bunny advice. P.S. Mew is awesome. Look at her smiling. <laughs> Mew's happy. She has a fan. Well, she's right. Mew is She has a awesome. new girlfriend dancer, and she now has a fan, another fan. And she's awesome. She is pretty awesome. Yeah. All right. I had to really think through. <clears throat> Pardon me. I'm dying. I lost my voice yesterday. Don't die yet. The sh- just wait till the show's uh, over. Just wait till the show's <laughs> over. I'm sure some people wish I would die before the show. <laughs> It then would, there would be no show. It would, it would be, be me and Unger just sitting there going, blah, Unger, blah, how you doing? Blah. Yeah. All right. So obviously, uh, I don't think it's any mystery 
to any of our listeners that uh, nice. that there is no that there's that this is what I have battled with at all times uh, manic depression uh, self hatred all of that type of stuff so I'm like how do I approach this listener and anyone that is in the same kind of mindset as them which I'm pretty sure in this room. Everyone's been in that self-hating mindset. Everyone's been in that self-doubt mindset. Everyone's had that time when no matter what anybody says positive to you, you just are not going to listen to that because there's a part of your brain that's just locked in to the fact that I am so special. It's really kind of a form of arrogance. I don't use narcissism anymore because now you're going to fight with me what narcissism means. But it's, it is a well, form... Well, I wouldn't fight with is, you if you were to use the actual word yeah, the way okay, it's supposed see, to be used. Okay, fine. So... What were we talking about? I don't know. Oh, it's narcissism. It, it's it it in that moment, the entire world is about you, whether you're thinking you're the greatest person in the world or the shittiest person in the world. The one thing that is a fact is that everything in your world is about you. Always, though. Yes. Always. In that moment, it is. In that moment, it always. is. I am so well. I don't understand the differentiation. The differentiation is is no, because right now we're doing a show. I'm really tired. I, I didn't want to do a show, and I'm doing a show because we have an audience and they're waiting. So that's about me, but it's not just about me. But when I'm manically depressed and in that I am so bad that there is no hope for me, um, the world is about I'm not because li- I'm not going to listen to people that try to validate me and say they care about me. They're all wrong. I want to stay in this in this in this self pity. And and there's nothing that anybody can do about that. At that moment, I am trying to make myself special in a negative way. I'm not trying to be special like, hey, I, I really work hard and, and I do good things for people and I'm of service. I want to be special in the way that says, you can't help me. Go on. No, no. There is no more hope for me. You go be happy, Kathy. I can't be happy. And I did this for fucking 20 years and I used a lot of drugs and I did a lot. And it really comes down to boogie bunny perverted podcast listener. And anyone who is saying these things, you're not that fucking special. Your depression is a dime, a fucking dozen manic depression that billions of people go through all the time. And you have Every ability, just like any one of us, to get out of it. You have to take, you have to stop waiting for something to fall from the sky and pick your ass up off the fucking couch or whatever you're, you're, you're just not living life and go find your own inspiration. It's never going to happen. It's never going to happen unless you make it happen. The mind is wired to avoid pain and change and anything uncomfortable. So the whole idea of inspiration, waiting for something to ha- just say something. So I'll, you know, I mean, maybe if you're truly submissive and you just want someone to tell you to go fucking get off your ass and start taking care of yourself and eat right and exercise and take a shower and get a new thing to learn or, you know, go to some self-help groups or go online and look up inspirational things or all of those things that are right in front of your fucking face. You have to do it. And you're the one in charge of that. And to think that you're so broken, that dramatic, that drippy, how I just sucked my own emo dick and just I'm so broken that's no hope for me. 
It's a fucking lie, and it's bullshit. Get the fuck up and take care of yourself, and you will find that's going to make you happy first. That's my spiel. It's worked for me. That's what I'm sticking to. Yeah, I'm kind of wishing I hadn't chosen this because um, I don't want this person thinking that because that kind of knock you around kind of attitude that worked for you is going to work for everybody. You're correct. Because there is, there are not too many people I know of, including myself who went through it, who get into that depressive state of mind because we want to feel special and because... uh, I didn't say special. Okay, go ahead. Um... Yeah, you did. No, I, I, you're, t- never mind, go, tell, tell your point, and then. Or because um, we want to be right. Those are the two things you mentioned. Um, it is such an overwhelming, overpowering disease that to trivialize it like that is, doesn't really help that many people. So I don't, um, this person is reaching out I understand what it feels like. And, and here's the thing. I don't have answers for you because I went through it and I, I dragged myself out of it very slowly, very methodically, and it's very hard to pinpoint how I did it. So it happened over the course of years and I'm still um, feel scarred by it and, and have to work a, like a fighting back a tidal wave with a toothpick. I'm constantly vigilant about keeping that part of myself away. But... Um, that kind of approach, if you had come to me and talked to me like that, would have had the opposite effect that you that you that you had when either someone said it to you or you said it to yourself. Sure. So it can be very. But I did dangerous. say it to you, and you did reject that, and that's okay. But That's guess what? Exactly this was this is my I'm opinion of what I did, and absolutely, you can get. I absolutely support you giving. I, I don't want giving you to support the the me. out uh, of that. There are other methods to do. This person said. Give me advice. This is what I did. Uh, so if I'm and this is how I view. I'm, I'm just it, saying I understand it, the warning, but you you said that it's oh obviously not going to help people and it's it's not I didn't productive. Say that. You said it's not going to help. I said that it's not going to help everybody in the way that it helped you. You're right. So there are other approaches. Sure. And I want to present it as another approach, not as you're wrong and I'm right. I don't think it I came ever off. Even it have, came off like that. Did it, you guys? Did I sound like an asshole? I'm telling you what I thought. I'm not asking for their opinion. Oh. So, well, I would know, like they, more I mean, they, they can have their, absolutely. Yeah. It's time to speak up. I'm just saying I spent a lot of time doing this, and that's what it was for me. Yeah. I thought my damage was so damaged that my brain didn't work like other humans. And okay. that's where the special, that's what I meant by special. I don't mean like special. Um, I mean special like I am different. I am unique. My manic depression is somehow so far worse. Very added. You go to you go to alcohol groups. It's just fraught with people that think that their disease is so diseasy that there is no help for them, and it's just bullshit. It's just absolute bullshit. Your mind is fucking amazing. Just because there's a little part of it right now that's spitting out some chemicals that are triggering self-doubt and self-hatred, it does not mean you're broken. It does not mean your mind is broken. Unless you have some sort of brain damage or pre-existing condition, you have the ability to get out of your depression and start that 
right the fuck now. Whether you choose to do that or not, that you can't help. Some people are so stuck in it. I was stuck in it 20 years. What was my excuse? I don't know. I didn't want to get up and do it. I thought I made up excuses. I told myself that I wasn't this. I made myself out that, that I'm more broken than everybody else. So for me, it is very, and I don't care. Everyone can have their own opinion. But this is my experience of the world. And when I see people saying this, no matter what anybody tells me, that I can't believe them, that's about you. That is your point of view, and that's what you have to work on. And there's not going to be any magical um, you know, thing that's going to be said. You're going to have to do it, just like you had to spend, and you said it, took, it was methodical and it took a long process. Let's talk about that process, because you did do something. You did not magically just start getting better. No, uh, the only thing I was talking about was that um, my approach and the way that was very positive for me when people spoke to me was a much, I'm trying to say this, with, I don't want you to think I'm coming off like an asshole and saying no, that your approach was, it was a much more positive and uh, gentle approach than that. Because that would absolutely not have worked. In fact, you're not the only one who's talked to me like that, and it has had the opposite uh, sure. opposite effect with me. Absolutely, so 100%. Talk, let's talk about your it, it's approach. very it's a this is a it's a very difficult and long and drawn out thing to talk about. I'm not this is not an easy thing to answer when somebody approaches you and says I I need some help, and I've I've had friends approach me and say you know I'm I'm equally as depressed as you were, and t- it's it is an approach that. I actually, I plan it out depending on what that person, what I know about that person. To answer something like that as somebody who, who wrote to us is not, it's not an easy thing for me to. I understand that, Kathy, but here's, now I'm just saying. I don't know. Wait, I'm can just I saying. interject really quick? Sure. <laughs> okay, so I kind of agree with what you're saying, Boogie, where every person has to kind of put that effort forth to trying to fix themselves. But I think some people need a little more help. A little more gentle. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely other, there's definitely other ways to do it. Yeah. And there's also just like a million different ways for people to get out of that or like, you know, deal with it. Like there's, you know, medication therapists. Sometimes people do just magically get out of it someday. And I think it's just hard for people. Because I mean, I used to be the same way, and it, it, I, I'm, I, I'm kind of like Kathy. I don't really know the exact point when I started getting better, or really how I got better. And the hardest part was admitting that I need to do something about it. Like I do know that it's the hardest thing to do. It's just be like, I really need to go out and try to figure out how to fix myself, and that's definitely difficult. <laughs> so, what were some of the things that you did? Um. I mean, honestly, it was just kind of forcing myself to do things that I didn't really want to do because I'm, I'm really good at just like forcing myself to do things whether I want to do them or not. Sure. And I wasn't always that way. And again, I mean, for me, I realized as I got older, my depression and like anxiety and like all this stuff kind of had to do with my hormones for me personally. So eventually I realized, you know, if I take birth control, my problems are mostly fixed. And sometimes I get back into that you know, depressive or whatever anxiety kind of state. And that's just something that I have to deal with. And then I have like a support group, like people who help support me. And that's another good thing is to try to have a support group. But I know not everybody can have that. But it was like, for me personally, it was mostly just hormonal. But you had, so so you identified 
some things that you found that it might be, and then you said you got some support? Yeah. Okay, so these are all practical applications. These are the things that the person asked for. So that's why when I say, Kathy, what kind of things did you do? Because I didn't know what this post was about. And so did you have an idea of what you were going to say to this person? Um, what do you mean you didn't know what this post was about? I posted this. I didn't read it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Until like literally like, you know, the day of the show. I see. Yeah. Okay. I was, I was, had a long time doing a video. Right. So, but ne- so, but what I'm curious about is, and we're just going to argue because fuck them, right? Um, no, what I'm saying is, is you put a post up. So what were we going to say? What did you want to say to this person as far as if the, the approach of I get off your I can't give ass- somebody advice on what they're going to do. I can tell you what worked one for you. of the things that worked for me, which uh, it didn't exist. It doesn't necessarily make sense because I've tried to explain this actually to my sister and she she didn't understand why this particular thing would benefit me. Um, and that was uh, a very rational, practical approach to some of the crazy things that I was thinking. Like, um, you know, nobody's as bad as, as I am in this thing or th- I'm just, I suck at this one particular thing so bad that I I challenge you to find somebody who can do it, do it worse do it than worse. me. Okay. Um, that statement is so rationally, ira- it's irrational. It doesn't make any practical sense. And I value logic and rationality and practicality so much that when I would put the two together, strangely enough, it would help, help me to break down that that horrible, uh, huge monolith of self-hatred because if it doesn't make sense to me, I need to break it down. And that's the way I've approached a lot of shit in life is I, I need to make sense of this thing. So in the face of, of practicality, those emotions, those depressive attitudes, they, they started to crumble very slowly though. But it, it didn't make sense to me. So I would do what I do with anything else that didn't make sense to me. I would start researching it and investigating it and going within and finding out, well, if, huh, if that feeling doesn't make any sense, where the fuck is it coming from? And it was a years-long endeavor of going within and, and I've talked about this on the show, dialoguing with myself, imagining that that other part of me is an actual personality and talking to them. And it was only then in giving voice, even though if it was imaginary voice to that part of my personality where uh, I would start to figure out where it was coming from. That huge monolith of self-hatred didn't come crumbling down until um, I started wondering why I, who value practicality so much, was allowing this completely irrational part of my brain to take over my life. And so that started me down the path that literally took me about 10 years so slowly that I didn't even realize until uh, um, I think I talked about this too. One time I, I was just feeling horrible and I didn't understand and I didn't want to get out of bed. And I was talking to somebody I was really close to and explaining him how I was feeling. They're all, what is it? Do you have the flu? What's going on? And all of a sudden it clicked. Oh my God, I'm, I'm depressed. It's been so many years since I've been depressed. I literally forgot what it would felt like. 
that this is why I find it hard to answer things like that. And that approach wouldn't work for everybody because it was the one thing that allowed me to poke a hole in it so that it, it's like I said, it all started to crumble after that. Um, it's difficult to find the thing that is going to start somebody down that path, particularly somebody who is so mired down in self-hatred. Um, but there's always one thing. There's always one thing that is going to prick that hole or start the whole thing crumbling down that will allow you uh, to find your own answers because everybody's going to have their own answers. Everyone is going to do it in a different way. I think you actually were just incredibly articulate uh, with what your answer was. You had an actual very My answer, though. Yeah, not, but it was a very her. specific answer, and the answer was is to start using evidence to start stop defeating the lie in your head that tells you that you're the worst of the worst. And that evidence, as that evidence, and I watched you do this because you are, you're voracious about finding what, what is the logic, what's really happening. And you discovered through doing that that I can't hold up this evidence and these facts about myself and support this self hatred as much. And right. it took a long time. A long time, yeah. In that, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> and it wasn't all, I mean, uh, you know, I just. My heart breaks when I hear anybody talk like that because you know what it's like. You you remember what it's like to be just have that cloud of of self-hatred over you that you can't imagine how to get out of it. It's an absolutely horrible horrible feeling. Um and it never it wouldn't have done me any good if somebody had told me you know, just start slowly, Kathy, and you're going to find the one thing that's going to allow you to slowly, you know what, it's going to take 10 years, but you're going to get there in the end. It doesn't really it's make you feel great. It's going to take a lot more than 10. Yeah. <laughs> but, gonna... but it is amazing when you're feeling, like if I had to put a level at it and say the worst you could possibly feel, you're at a 90, it's amazing what, what going to 85 can do for you. It's, it yeah, it's feels palpable, yeah. Uh, phenomenal. So, um there is an origin story in there somewhere that she has to find. Sure. And uh, if dialoguing about it, like I do to myself, sounds crazy, find another way. Find another way to find out where that base emotion came from. I absolutely agree. Oh, question. Go away. Go to the microphone, babe. Turn the mic down to your mouth. There you go. Talk right into the mic. So I've been to years and years and years of therapy since I was really young. And Kathy, what you just described is word for word part of what goes into cognitive behavioral therapy. Shut up. That is cognitive behavioral. Yeah, you have a core belief and you have to change your core belief. It, It is taking thought patterns and finding ways to counteract them. So like I have a lot of black and white thinking. So it's like it's either all or nothing or it's I am horrible or I've done something right. And it is way it's ways of looking at those and saying, no, no, you can't look at your at everything as just that everything is shades of gray or whatever. There's a lot of different negative thought patterns that are, go into cognitive behavioral therapy. Also, I just enjoy the fact that when I shorten that, that actually is CBT, and I think people would enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> and then, and then you're also talking about the other thing, and they have names for shit, well, like cognitive behavioral therapy, dialectical, which we talked about, which is not allowing that gray area to happen, to not allow your 
to tell your brain there is another side to this. It is not black and white. I can't possibly be the worst thing in the world because I haven't even seen the whole fucking world. I've never met these 7 billion other people. So just from your point of view of being rational and looking at the other thing, you're going to start poking holes right. into that. Is how Have you been successful at it? For a while, I haven't been going to therapy recently, and that's really tanked my um, mental abilities right now. So um, I need to go back, and I know I need to go back, and that's something that I'm going to be doing. So therapy's been really helpful for me over the years. Right. Well, that I, I like that you bring that up. Thank you, because not uh, if you can't do it on your own, there's absolutely no shame in it. I wish I could have had therapy when I was younger. That would have helped Can me anybody so much. do it on their own? I've seen no examples. I mean, maybe there's some people who can, a few people who can wander in the wilderness and make peace with that tree and then go from manic depression to happy. Can anyone do anything on their own? But I'm pretty sure that codependency is part of being a biological creature. That no matter what, we are always going to be, I don't know how to make toilet paper. You don't know. You know it's from trees and shit like that. But I don't know how to make it. I don't know what process of mulching the shit, but I need it every day to wipe my ass. So I need somebody who knows how to make toilet paper. Otherwise, I got to go outside and find a leaf. And there's no fucking sleeve shells. You can use seashells. But do you understand what I'm saying? No, I do. So Al pointed out the support. And I mean, so we got support. We have cognitive uh, thinking, changing your core beliefs. And we have me get the fuck up and stop doubting the fact that your brain is somehow different. And we have yours to go for the evidence. So we actually had a lot of practical things to say. Right. And I have this. to do I say one other thing. She says that there's people around me who tell me I'm on good things and, and you don't believe it. You, those are probably not good people to talk to because they're trying to make you feel better. And a lot of times the path to actually feeling better is not feeling better in the moment. Sometimes you have to hear some other things. So if if you, all you have is people telling telling you no, you're actually a good person. All you're ever going to do is fight with them and say no, you're wrong. And you need to find not necessarily someone. I mean, who'll tell if you you're a piece of shit like you and I do? If that works for you, it works for you. And if it doesn't, find someone who is going to be uh, honest with you without making you feel bad. But you do need to find someone who's going to challenge you. So um, I, I absolutely believe people who tell you good things about yourself have a place in your life. But getting out of depression, I've, I've always found that people telling you, turn that frown upside down actually makes me want to put my face I don't know if she face. was talking about cliche idiots, you know. Whether they're cliche idiots or people who actually I love point you out and the want evidence you to, to feel you. good, it doesn't matter. Those things never helped me. And but, I don't know that they help a lot of people unless... There were times when I was absolutely at my worst that uh, the kindness of those who loved me did help. But I, I was, that's like being at your absolute lowest. So, but, you know, I, I don't know. You're, you're right. Everybody here seems to be talking about uh, getting assistance from others. So that is. Or just, yeah, gathering that evidence. Because yeah. the others are going to be able to point out that evidence. And if you can't afford therapy, there's a lot of people that can't afford therapy or therapy isn't accessible or good therapy is not accessible. But the reality is, is information is out there. Opinions are out there. Other options are out there. Your brain right now is not letting you see those options. Didn't we have somebody here on the show who was sitting there just a few weeks ago who mentioned something about being able to download worksheets for 
cognitive behavioral therapy? Oh, yeah, you, all that stuff. Yeah, well, you can, right? Yeah, Online? absolutely. Okay. Yeah, there, all of it. There is all of it. There are, uh, the, but you're not going to see any of it until you just say, I'm going to go do it. Do what you can. Can you do one thing, Bunny? Can you just do one thing today? Can you go online and look up cognitive behavioral therapy and just read one page about that? Just do something simple. Don't try to cure your, your mental illness in one day. Maybe you can do one thing. I think I'm pretty sure that you can do that. I was going to say, I know that they said um, they mostly talk to people online. There's all kinds of online resources and places you can go where you can talk to actual therapists and like people who know how to kind of deal with that kind of stuff. And if, if you're more comfortable talking to people online, that's totally another option. It's just find those chat rooms, find those websites and use those resources too. Good something. advice. Yeah, See? That's good. Look at that. It, that's some fucking advice. We can't, we, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> And that is our show. Thank you, Threshold, for providing this perverted playground for us to record in. If you are in the Los Angeles or surrounding area, visit Threshold.org. Find out about joining their kinky family. Thank you to everybody in the Threshold Dungeon tonight, especially Unger and everybody in the incorrect chat room. Woo-hoo! Thanks, everybody, for being here and for you two lovely ladies for sitting there half naked, cuddling <laughs> on a couch. Muse just literally tugging on Al's nipple ring right now. It looks this so has been terrible. the best show for me so far. Yeah, <laughs> well, any show where there's nipple tugging oh, is obviously. good. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if you have questions, comments, or ideas, either email us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com or call us at 424-226-2037. And please don't forget to visit pervertedpodcast.com. And finally, this song's Fuzzy Pimp. It's the greatest song you've ever heard.
Thank you.